Hello, welcome to another episode of the Amateur Investor Podcast. Uh, I'm uh, Ash and I'm here with... With Chris. Hey Chris, how are you today? Good, how are you? Good, yeah, good, thanks. We need to get some special guests on here as well, like, uh, like, uh, like namely your wife. She said she was joining us on a podcast one <laughs> <Yeah>. day. <laughs> I, did, I did ask Elon Musk if he wanted to join us, but he didn't reply. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm surprised he didn't reply. Actually, I mean, considering how popular we are, it really yeah. raise raise his profile. You know, <laughs> and it's, a, it's a, clearly clearly we're not big enough yet for him. But um, no. yeah, he, he can stick with Joe Rogan, I guess. <laughs> yes, I do. He probably has been on Joe Rogan. It'd be quite interesting to hear. But you know, he's very dry. His personality is really right? dry. He has yeah, once have done. But when he was smoking uh, marijuana and then Tesla's stock went down like insanely the next day. This was, I think, last yeah. year or something. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, He's, there's so many funny stories about Elon Musk that come out, like where he just parties in like really dingy clubs in like in Palo Alto and places like that. It's just, uh, he's quite a funny character, but he doesn't, um, he doesn't really have a personality. A lot of people say like, it's very hard to, it's very awkward dry. and weird. Yeah, it's very yeah. dry. I can imagine that actually. It's quite funny, yeah. But so yeah, have you been trained? We we spoke last on the thirtieth of May. I was I saw on our on the last uploaded episode. So there's in a few weeks when the uh, there's been more um, more lockdown ease of restrictions. So like shares have been going up quite a bit actually. Yes, Um, um, especially in the UK, I guess because they're they're kind of doing it in phases, aren't they? Um, Where they've got like a review every two three weeks. Yeah. And now, like normal shops, retail shops are open again, and I think there's talk of reducing the social distancing back to one meter rather than two meters. Mm. Um, so things have been steadily, steadily rising in the last couple of weeks, which is why I haven't really traded because I was waiting for another dip, and it just doesn't seem to be coming. So I've no. stayed away. Actually, things are looking quite optimistic in the markets. A lot of people said that it's probably not as bad as we think. And even the unemployment figures are dropping again in the US. So people are hiring again and stuff. And I think that's the way the US works, like, because it's so capitalistic thinking. People just, people lose their jobs, but then there's always going to be jobs available. And so, but actually... um, Interestingly, I, when I spoke to uh, some other family members in the UK, because I'm staying in France right now, our restrictions have all been about three weeks behind, ahead of yours in the UK. Uh, the the funny thing about that is, like, I've seen all the cycles. Like, they, all, everyone I speak to is really worried. Like, I don't know if I want to go shopping, and I don't know if I want to go out, and if there's pubs open, I'm definitely not going. And that cycle here actually was exactly the same where everyone was like well we'll see i don't think i'll go out into a restaurant or get takeaway food the minute the pubs open the minute everyone and and even like people the most feared people like we're going out do you want to come oh all right then yeah i'm sure it'll be fine and i think that that kind of tells you psychologically that once the um lockdown is eased and that pub that pub and restaurant thing does open again People are just going to go back to normal. And that's what's happened here. People have yeah. literally gone back to, apart from the masks and the queues and all that kind of stuff, People, it's going back to normal pretty quickly. Well, you say that, I think here people have started going back to normal already. You know, yeah. um, where where I live at the moment, like I live near the main roads and it's obviously you've, you've been around, you've seen it's quite hustle and bustle everywhere. In London, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and here like no, no one's really wearing a mask. Like the only odd couple of people here or there. Mm. Um, even when you go to like local shops like 
Sainsbury's or whatever, like there's literally no people, like maybe just the, the workers are wearing masks, but no, yeah. no customers are really wearing masks. Westfield was crazy busy the first day it opened. People were just walking around like nothing's going on. Like it's, it's quite yeah. a weird situation. So I think here people are just acting like things are, either they don't care or it's just, hey, things are back to normal. Let's just go. Well, I think I think now it's just being conscientious, keeping your hands clean, and not not doing anything silly. But you know, it's surprising. Like you go to a pub, and if there's someone serving behind the bar who's got oh, the virus, and you know, it could be the whole place gets infected. But people are not that worried. So maybe so there's going to be the a spike that, again. Or the one that confuses me the most is ice cream vans. Because yeah. they have to yeah. physically touch the cone to give it to you, and then you eat that yes. cone. And I don't yeah. know how that works. <laughs> yeah, that's people true. People are like queuing at ice cream vans because it's been quite hot here in the UK, or at least in London. And I don't get no. how that works. Like, <laughs> yeah. I had a friend who bought a, like a naan roll from here from an Indian place and she goes the person took the money from their hands and then they put the money in the till and then made the naan roll without washing their hands and she was like what like so I guess you do you see more now what's yeah. the threat especially with, threat especially with money like I can imagine I money yeah is ridiculously <laughs> like ridden with germs anyway so yeah but I think I think a lot of us are stay asymptomatic. And actually, I, I know an epidemiologist I met here who's actually studying coronavirus, and he's even uh, he said that the summer is okay because there's less there's less worry about things happening. There's some reason or, like he's there's a lot of like I can't remember the exact the exact things he said, but there is just little things that do make a difference. Like you know, and I think you can. And that's why the winter can be. Well, that, that was what I was reading today, actually, or yesterday, um, that they're expecting the second peak now close to winter once the summer kind of mm. dies down. Um, and I guess like by the then people will be traveling a bit more, so the rate of like spread is, is higher. Um, so then they are expecting the second peak to be in like winter. Because even if you look at like India, for example, India have like a huge population and mm. very dense population. And they're getting about, say, 12,000 new cases a day, which is a huge number. But their death rate isn't as high as other areas. And I think that's partly because the sun and because it's hot, a hot climate. But also there was another article saying vitamin D really helps. If your body's got naturally high vitamin D, it really helps fight this infection. So I don't know if yeah. that's got anything to do. Obviously, we're not scientific experts or anything like that. No, so don't take, BBC don't take our, yeah, don't drink, uh, don't drink uh, disinfectant juice after this podcast because no. we're not recommending. No, but actually, I've heard other things about vitamins that if your vitamin intake is actually quite strong or you've, you've got like quite like vitamin C as well is meant to be really good. And that's why older people struggle because yeah. the older you get, the less your body retains these critical minerals and vitamins yeah. and that's why they seem to, to struggle that's and why die. They say, that's why they say BAME people like BAME are like more prone to it in, in Western countries because our bodies are usually uh, a bit more higher in vitamin D and other vitamins in hot that you get from living in hot climates and then when you now yeah. live in the UK genetically you don't get what you need so then yeah. you lower, have a lower say vitamin, you have vitamin deficiencies and therefore you, you're more prone to yeah. getting serious implications from this 
Well, well actually, that's the, uh, that was the uh, very reason why I left the UK is because I always had issues with vitamin deficiencies. I always just picked picked up random health issues, and so I thought I want to live in a sunny place. So why, you know, why why, why not? not? And I, yeah. and and actually, I think that makes a lot of sense to be honest, because I think. Caucasian people, white people who live in they they their bodies are used to retaining the vitamins they need in colder climates. Ours yeah, aren't. So right. I mean, we're yeah, we're not scientists. We just <laughs> we're spitballing here. We're <laughs> completely off. But it kind of does make sense why the Asian community yeah, and the yeah. Black African community have suffered in like uh, suffered in in the UK. For sure. But yeah, I mean, I I think we I think that's the, the if you look at that from a from a financial point of view, we think. That this kind of optimism we're seeing in the markets, it could just only last until a certain period in like the winter. And when that oh, yeah. that worry of flu and coronavirus starts to spike in like towards the end of the year, yeah, we could be seeing a major dip. You know, it could it could very well be a case that things start to keep steadily increasing for the next couple months as things start to reopen and as flights and things like that start to increase. And then, as you say, close to winter, when things get a bit worse, everything starts tumbling again. And, and at the same time, it, it takes a while for like unemployment and the amount of spending that countries are doing to fight the virus. Like the, I think I read that the UK have actually spent more than their GDP just on fighting coronavirus. Um, yeah, that that takes two, three quarters sometimes to come into effect. So maybe Q four, Q one will really see a huge dip. Yeah. Hmm. Well, as as both of us are like buying investors, we don't short sell Ido anymore. <laughs> We're going to have to really be careful of that like cliff dive. I think I think it could happen. I think that's if we if we if we lay down this prediction today and we'll look review it in six months, we should we'll be able to see if we were right. But I reckon yeah. that that imp- economic impact of what's been spent and also the threat of a second uh, second. second um, could actually really take all the confidence out of the market completely, and like, and then people are just not going to want to invest into anything, and then prices will just shoot shoot down to an. And then this could be the 09 recession, you know, the, you know, and that's what happened in 09 is because all of the stuff happened in 07 actually, but nothing really impacted until 0809, like, and that's when yeah. the real impact was seen, and that's when people everything just collapsed, you know. So this yeah. is this is kind of like that, I think. Possibly. And I think we saw but, that. Uh, this past couple of weeks because like we were watching airline stocks very closely and it was steadily rising yeah. two three percent and then you'd have the odd day of ten percent rise and then there was one day i can't remember what day it was that i think everything just crashed like 15 20 percent across airlines yeah mm-hmm. and then i i thought okay this is the start this is the correction it's going to come back down and then the next day it just shot back up and it was i think it was literally because everyone thought oh it's it's dipping again it's good time to buy it and everyone just started yeah. well big hedge funds and so on and so forth just started hugely investing and then just drove the price right back up yeah based on the fact that uh, i think american airlines want to start flights again ryanair said they want to do a thousand flights a day um, yeah. EasyJet said hey we're ready to go kind of thing so mm. that well, EasyJet is definitely pricing into markets at the moment well, EasyJet and Ryanair have been very resilient so far, and maybe they've just like said, "Look, this has happened, but we will get back on our feet once it's all back and everything will be good." So, and you know, they've only they've only lost three months. You know, I mean, they survived three months. It's it's not the end of the world. I think that their stock price went down seventy five percent from what it was trading before the virus. Yeah. 
we really think uh, we really th- actually think um, possibly that there's going to be a. Uh, I mean, th- th- well, that, that, that so easy to have the earnings in nine days' time. So yeah, thirtieth uh, of June. Oh so, really? Yeah. So that will be interesting be to see because that will be that will be the three months that they weren't really operating. To full capacity, right? Well, the ex- the expected earnings are going to be low, aren't they? I mean, everyone yeah. knows that. It's not it's not going to be a surprise. It can't be a surprise to anyone. Like, I mean, maybe that we might see how damaged, how much damage they've actually done, and we don't really want to. But didn't I hear something about some companies actually deferring their earnings reports because they said there's no point declaring earnings when we're not earning anything? Like, it's just stupid, and and this just brings the share prices down. I mean, it might even well, be worth pulling that. Out. But I think the last few earnings that at least I've watched, they've actually. Well, when the earnings have been terrible, the share prices just shot up because I think everyone's expecting it to be completely Terrible. bad, and then it's just yeah. not as bad as expected. So it yeah, up. so um, it's a bit of an interesting one. So that's why EasyJet will be interesting in nine days because if they do report um, whether they actually um, beat estimates or whether it's just a, a real horrific experience for them. Well, I hate I hate it when results come out they are not as bad as expected, and then their share price goes up. I'm like, it's still bad. Like, yeah. why do you why why do you care if it's not as bad? It's not as terrible as expected. You, it's still you bad. Still like, lost money and a lot. Of yeah, money. Like, it doesn't yeah, make and you, sense. Yeah. your market cap has dropped by thirty percent. Oh, it's not as bad as we thought it was going to be. So the yeah, share that, price goes up. Happened. That's exactly what happened with me and Beyond Meat because I was I was about to invest. I saw earnings were out next week. I thought, okay, they're definitely not going to make money. Most of their revenue comes from restaurants. They their earnings weren't as bad as expected, and they're still not a profitable company yet. They've just shot up drastically. <laughs> are, so, are they so really was, not profitable right now? I, th- I think at the moment the the model is not there yet i think they need like to expand their base to more restaurants and then more local um consumers uh, yeah and then i think it helps that like mcdonald's and kfc are now thinking about it Domino's are now thinking about using oh, wow mm. so because of that the, the share price has been shooting up yeah um, so then i missed my window completely because the earnings just weren't as good as expected yeah oh, well so, uh, uh, t- uh there's there's a connect couple of Canadian fast food places that use Beyond Me, uh, Dinky Dinky Donuts or uh, Dunkin Dunkin um, Donuts, yeah. Dunkin Donuts use uh, Beyond. So if if people like, I mean, they're the best right now. So if people like McDonald's and it would work so well in McDonald's. Like imagine imagine how good it would be. How many vegetarians they'd attract if they actually, or even vegans well, so they'd attract. There's another company called Impossible Foods, which is very right. similar to to Beyond Meat. And they actually used in America at Burger Kings already. Oh, um, okay. But they're not they're not actually traded on. They they haven't um, been listed yet to trade. Mm. So that's one I'm definitely keeping an eye on when they become, you know, when they IPO. Um, bec- or if they IPO, I guess because I think that's definitely one that could rival beyond. beyond. Mm. Beyond have gone into China as well, you were saying, so that's pretty damn good as well. Isn't yeah, it, but Burger so. King are huge as well. So, you know, and I think I was, it was funny, I was in um, San Francisco seeing my brother last year. Yeah. We, we were coming back 
Uh, and so I went to uh, Burger King to get an Impossible Burger, and I yeah. was waiting for a table to get free in the airport. This guy was right. sitting there, and he was—he literally just finished. So I asked him if I could take his his seat, and uh, and I think he noticed that we had the the Impossible Burger. So he goes, "Hey, is that the Impossible Burger?" I was like, "Yeah." So he goes, "Oh, it's really good, isn't it?" I was like, "I was surprised that he was having it because, like, I'm vegetarian, and you would think yeah. that people who eat meat don't really opt for the." You know, alternative. Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, I just tried one. It's really, really good, isn't it?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's really nice." And he turns out he actually had a meeting with Impossible Foods, and that's why he was there. And right. he was like, "He was like, yeah, I was, I was with them, and I got them to cook one from scratch for me at their office or wherever at their factory, wherever they were. So they made a yeah. burger for him from right there. And he goes, "This Burger King burger tastes exactly the same as the one I had there." And he goes, I think, he was like, I think it's a good company to watch. I have no idea who he was or what he was doing, what he does for a living. But it was really interesting to see someone who actually had went there and um, had an, and had the burger and then had the burger again at Burger King and said it was exactly the same. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, that is. I mean, to be honest, like, uh, I lost you there for a second, dude. Uh, I think we're back now. Let me just note the time so I can cut this bit out. 17 minutes and 20 seconds. Yo, you back? Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'll cut that bit out, that's all right. That's yeah, it was, yeah, it was really interesting how he was just like, hey, I'll take... He had the burger at their factory and at Burger King and he said it tasted did, exactly the same. Right, so like, and how did they, did he talk about the making process? I'm really no, curious he, because he was it's... like, hey, uh, I'm going to catch a flight. I was actually wanting to ask him more <laughs> questions and then he, then he yeah. bugged off, so... That's interesting. I mean, there's definitely some amazing, like, like innovation now behind these kind of things. And so, and yeah. it probably means a lot more people will end up becoming vegetarian and vegan. I think that's the whole kind of arms race going on, not arms race, but race going on between, like, getting people not to switch over but catching the right customer base of yeah, people who well, switch over and plus um you know i think i think i read somewhere that as be- making meat becomes more expensive hmm. com- companies who um who specialize or just make meat will now switch to like beyond because it's cheaper for them yeah yeah Maybe they're so even they... serving that serving that now in Burger King, and we don't even know because I've had friends who've tried Beyond Meat in Canada, and they said the food was like exactly like beef. It's yeah, just crazy. Yeah. But I just uh, I'd like to I'd like for it to develop more, so we we would can benefit because we're both vegetarian as well. Yeah, so that'd be quite yeah. nice. <laughs> but um, it's uh, it's an interesting interesting. I think like it's probably like the uh, the climate change companies, you know, companies that specialize in climate change and stuff. Uh, like plant based meats produce is probably going to be the next kind of yeah. big thing, you know, international thing. So it is something to keep an eye on, a really strong eye on, like beyond and impossible impossible burgers is it called or impossible i think impossible the company's foods? called impossible foods and then the burger is okay. called impossible burger oh wicked yeah sounds good um, so yeah at the moment i'm not really looking at any other any other shares i i looked to i'm still hopeful on oil to sort of drive forward so we can make some money from that because we yeah, both I'm invested up, in oil. i'm up 68 percent on oil at the moment which is 68 percent yeah yeah when did you buy it? <laughs> I don't remember. 
Really? Uh, okay, so you're a little bit higher than I. I think I'm only up about 25% on oil, actually, at the moment. So uh, yeah, I think I bought it a couple of weeks before you did. Um, I'll check okay. when I bought it. But um, You doubled down or something, didn't you? On yeah, so, so I had bought it when it was at the price it is now. And then mm. it, when it went towards negative, I waited a little bit for the recovery just to show, just to make sure that the recovery was going to happen. So mm. I doubled, I doubled down then. So now I've leveled out on my initial investment. I've literally completely flat on my first investment and mm. now I'm up 68% on my double down. So, okay. Yeah. I'm up, I'm and up I guess about as, 25. As demand, like from airlines and stuff like that continues to go up, it's just going to rise. So Yeah. That's what we want to see. We want to see those three three figure percentage gains on our, yeah. on our on our stuff right now. That would be pretty amazing to get out of like this really horrible year of real investing. I mean, it's annoying because everything was going so well, and I I, I could you could actually predict the market really well before the virus. Like I was buying stuff for short short term two three month holding and making making ten percent fifteen percent and then pulling out and yeah. and you know really but. The virus has really screwed everything up, actually, to be honest. But um, and yeah, I think and I think at the moment airlines are definitely the the most interesting stock, just because they can be so volatile. Um, one day there's great news, one day there's like second wave fear, so it's it's very volatile at the moment. Yeah. And what what do you think about like expensive tech stocks? Like Apple have still been making a lot of sales online. I read that they they their their sales haven't been affected that badly because people are still buying stuff online. But I'm quite surprised at that because Apple's extremely expensive tech. You know, like it's not stuff that you just go like make a decision lightly to buy. And you're spending two thousand on a laptop and two thousand on a phone, and you know tablets are five hundred quid and stuff like this. But the fact that people are still buying it is actually quite interesting, to be honest. And like, yeah, it's weird because still... I was the same view as you, thinking unemployment's so high at the moment. Who's really going to be going have the money to go and buy a twelve hundred dollar phone? And, yeah. Um, and the only, and people have been buying more tech for home, but it's been more screens or keyboards or accessories, yeah. hmm. not like huge. Just I don't know who's been really buying huge laptops and big, you know, expensive purchases right now. Um, so Apple's but, a weird one because I think for the long term you can't probably can't really go wrong with Apple. They have so much cash and whatever in reserve. Yeah, that they always and they've got such a loyal fan base that people will buy their next phone even if it's got just a better camera um, yeah i think i started to see the loyalty of apple really still showing but yeah i think people may be working more from home are going to be spending more on technology to improve their home working space and actually i do know that some companies are giving initially in france and maybe even the u.s actually google are as well are giving a thousand dollars so people are going to use that capital to go and buy stuff you know in the tech so maybe yeah, maybe think, computer and hardware stuff is probably a good area like hp is probably not a bad HP's idea like printers you know so hp is a good one i think because I think companies will start going towards that a bit more where they can just give you a small budget to buy some extra screen or just a laptop yeah. or whatever um that would how many but, how many people have printers in their house like not many i used to you always use my work printer for stuff but now i think like maybe buying a printer and all that kind of stuff is, is if you're if you're just working from home do you need a printer everything's done through email right so maybe not no i mean i guess it's kind of 
So yeah, I, I'm not sure what the um, outlooks are right now. It's very hard because everything seems overvalued, and I don't think there's anything I really want to buy right now, actually. But I think no. I want to just keep it. The only thing I was thinking is EasyJet. Um, yeah, for you because I'm already in there. But yeah, it's probably a really good there. price, seven nine seven. It it could be a gamble based on the earnings. The earnings are going to be shit, but we we do know that, right? So it's all. That's why maybe I'm they'll be it better be than expected. A, <laughs> it might be worth a punt on better than expected. Um, mm. See, like Facebook are, are kind of back to where they were at the start of the year as well. Yeah, and I didn't Facebook forecast were down that. To like one hundred forty nine dollars at one point, and now it's two thirty eight. <laughs> well, I I I shorted them because I thought there's room for it to go more because during the Cambridge Analytica scandal they went down to one hundred and twenty three dollars a share. So I thought actually Facebook is a really good company that could suffer in the well that's not a thing i want to keep thinking like but it's a company that could suffer because they rely on advertising and companies won't be advertising in this kind of market this market this market's uh, yeah, and, and you know that market a bit better so yeah so i i but I, I forecasted that completely wrong i think people are still not advertising but these companies are just far too strong and robust and actually facebook yeah. invested five billion dollars in india in uh in um, Reliance Mobile's uh, Geo in uh, in yeah. yeah in India, so they that and there's quite a few people that are investing in Geo right now, and actually possibly is a worth um, worth investing in that stock. It's one of the best stocks in in India actually. It's the most uh, strongest oh, really? strongest yeah one of the strongest companies that they 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 because Reliance is oil, it's tech, it's uh, mobile networks. It's it's almost like the Virgin of India, but it is really 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 strong yeah. and. And uh, Ambani is incredibly smart, like incredibly, like is regarded as one of the best businessmen in the world, actually, because he's quite boring and dry. He's just, yeah. uh, he's just pure numbers and figures and business as well. So, but what, what do you think? What, what kind of areas would you think are worth looking at right now or considering? Um, it's a tough one. I'm still, I'm still looking at banks, waiting for them to decline a little bit more before I, I get anything on there. Mm. Um, mainly City and JP and Bank of America. I'm looking at Twitter um, closely, mainly because of this whole thing with Trump and them kind of saying, tweet. I think they have like a disclaimer now um, below his tweet, a lot of his tweets saying, you have to fact, please fact check this before you, um, before you like take it seriously. Um, and I think oh, like, really yeah and because of that like Trump's been kind of trying to crack down on social media and things like that which is weird because on one hand he's doing that and on the flip side he's using Twitter, Twitter still yeah. every day so I think it's, it'll be interesting to see if they take that any further yeah um, the other one I was looking at is Cloudero which I was telling you about which is like yes. CLDR which um, which is interesting because they they're basically cloud-based software and I think that the day after me and you were speaking about it, there was some acquisition talk, so the, the, the stock jumped up. Yeah. Um, but even then, it, it could be a good a good investment. Uh, I think right now it's like sort of $12, $13. I think if it dips below $10, i would probably go. I think I saw it. I did actually see it jump up the other day again, actually, and I think it's gone up even further to about yeah. It went up. It went up to nearly just under fourteen dollars. So it came yeah. back down again to twelve. So the volatility on it's pretty big, actually. It's um, it's it jumps around quite a bit. But maybe 
Maybe it is worth seeing a dip on Cloudera and then buying it. I actually know nothing about it, so I do need to do a little bit of research. I did a little bit of reading on it the other day, but it is it is just pure tech, isn't it? It's not like yeah. uh, there's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. I don't uh, think they do anything too funky that I'm aware of anyway. I don't know if I told you, but I actually bought learning technologies over the last few weeks because I've the stock okay. I've been watching for a long time. Yeah, and I bought it at 121 pence a share, and it's, it's now 100. Yeah. 132 yeah it's really uh because it seemed like it was like, bottomed out and i should have messaged you on this one but it, it's a uh, it's a company that's robust as hell like and um you know i it, they've gone around buying all of the L learning uh, uh, e-learning softwares around the, i think i mentioned this before on the podcast around the world yeah. and uh, they're just um they're trying to sort of dominate that market actually become a monopoly in it and they possibly could even do it and i think that would be quite interesting to see uh if they're actually not a monopoly now in it but they if they basically handle all the learning technology or e-learning that's required in the world that's pretty huge you know so it's a it's a boring company but boring companies do work but the problem with boring companies is people don't really get behind them in the, in the yeah. stock market because people want to invest in Tesla. And so that's where the liquid, liquidity comes from. But I'm hoping I can be a steady riser over the next sort of 10 years. And I'll, I think I'll Why hold they? on to it and get to, if it gets to a decent amount, then and get rid of it. But, uh, you know, I was actually thinking interestingly about companies that could be taken over as well. There was a company I had a thought on the other day that it's actually slipped my mind now, but there's some companies that are propping themselves up to be taken over. Actually, it was Slack. Slack, I was thinking, because I bought Slack as well. I think I told you about this one. But uh, they have a... Uh, they So Amazon have basically adopted them. Either. You back? I think so. 31. Let me just write this number down so I can edit this up. I don't know what's wrong today. Uh, okay, we're 31 minutes, yeah, cool, uh, 31 minutes. I think you're talking about Slack. Yeah, I'll go back to that. Yeah, so no, so yes, I was talking about Slack. Uh, Slack, um, the, the way they're kind of making it up is like, like uh, Microsoft have obviously got their teams and they've got this kind of software coming out, but they haven't banned Slack on Outlook. Like they haven't like restricted their technology, you know, so they're not actually screwing them over so much, like if you know what I mean. They're kind of, they're kind of keeping them around. And Amazon have adopted it for their employees, so they're yeah. all using Slack yeah. now. And think, um, um, someone could buy it out, and it's the kind of company that does get bought out in the Silicon Valley kind of sort of grouping. And you know, so if that's if that's something that ends up being a, that could be incredible. And that that's trading at the same price it was trading at, is it when it IPO'd? Maybe slightly lower. So. And Facebook did this kind of. It went from like being traded, IPO'd at like thirty dollars, and it went down to about twenty three or seventeen dollars, and then now it's at a hundred and hundred and two hundred and thirty five. It was never, it will never get to Facebook's level. But if it's something that the whole world start using, yeah, you know, and it starts having like a hundred million users and stuff, we could start to see something really go, you know, something quite special yeah, there. I actually. think it's, but, it's definitely something a big tech company need to invest in because I think like um, Amazon's a good one because I think it makes sense that they've used it because Amazon don't get involved with that type of stuff whereas think people like Verizon or AT&T they're, they're built on communications I can imagine them building their own internal version of 
of the same thing. Yeah. Um, and like Microsoft built Teams and then that kind of got expanded. But it's definitely one that probably that could be taken over if uh, it had the right investor behind it. I'm not sure if Amazon's the one that would that would try and buy it. No, I don't think Amazon um, either. I actually think Facebook would suit it really well. Like it could integrate with Facebook really well because if you could communicate and then add a Facebook communication and integrate it into that, then you can almost have your well, employees using Facebook and, uh, Slack, and Slack at the same time. Yeah, because Facebook that, have their own messenger, but it it's really limited. Work very well. yeah. I, I like the messenger, but I don't think they want to make it any better because they don't want to make a competition for WhatsApp, you know. It's, and I yeah, think it's, that's it's the, been the same for years. But that's a good yeah. one because Slack, they could incorporate some of that technology with WhatsApp. And kind of WhatsApp as well, exactly. And so if you could send messages off your work computer to uh, someone else's through WhatsApp because you need to message their phone, then this could really work. So, yeah. I mean, these companies, it's, this, it looks promising, but if it becomes a extremely promising company, then that would be pretty pretty good for me. <laughs> that could be not re- not retirement, but that could be pretty good money, <laughs> actually, because yeah. I've put, 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 put quite a bit behind it. So we'll see what that says. But uh, I think we're both worried about the same thing, a, a financial, a little bit of a crash or even a big crash. And I think that could happen. So we have to be very, very wary of that, I would say. Yeah. I mean, what's your thoughts on um, the, the kind of biosciences and like Moderna and Jaleed? who are supposedly leading the way for the vaccine. Because um, they've been quite volatile in the last few weeks where they'll have some good news of they look promising and then they shoot up and then they'll have something where they say, oh, it's going to take some time and it kind of comes back down. Yeah, well, that's what I find with pharma companies in general and, and, and medical science is that they they just they, they float around on news and an optimism and hope and or some kind of like breakthrough and then that breakthrough is just hot air and then it just kind of goes down again so i stay away from them myself but are you are you interested in in investing in any of these or um i'm keeping an eye on them i think yeah um kind of just to see what happens um i mean if you're a day trader they're they're great because you can just volatility yeah you just ride the volatility up and down um Mm. But yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'll invest for the same reason as you. Um, yeah. But I Sorry. think I'll definitely keep an eye on them, just more out of curiosity to see where they go. That's true. You said the other day about Tesla, like they're predicting it to be ten thousand dollars a share, and it's not worth that. We know that. But do you think that's possible? Like, do you think because it's kind of reached a thousand now, hasn't it? So it's yeah, get it's it not. There's not been a crash afterwards. I was expecting if it did get that high that people would just start selling off. Um, but it seems... this The reason it seems that it could continue to rise is because people who are fans of Tesla are like religiously fans of Tesla. And investors yeah. in Teslas are betting on them heavy to continue to rise. and pe- So people aren't selling off. Yeah. Um, and huge investors are continuing to buy into the idea that Tesla's going to be the one. And I guess as they look towards more like electrical cars and things like that Tesla's going to always lead the race just because of the popularity yeah and they're just a big name in the game so i don't know if ten thousand is a bit of a stretch at, the, at least right now it feels like a bit of a stretch um i mean i the way i see 
Tesla is. I think it's a stock that everyone wants to go up. It's a bit like when Bitcoin was driving forward. It was like everyone wanted it, so everyone was buying it. And it seemed like rich rich people were buying it and they were promoting it as being the next big thing because everyone wanted that thing to go up. And then it got to a point where it went so high that all of them were like, right, it's gone up far far enough. Let's just get rid of it now because we've done what we had to do because people bought it at like £500 a coin and 250 a coin and sold it at 20000 a coin. So I think it's Tesla could be kind of like that. Where everyone, I mean, I don't think it's going to be like Bitcoin, but I think everyone wants it to reach a certain price. And that's why all these numbers like 10,000 are saying, let's just pump it up because there's so much stupid money out there. Like you say, people who are like loving the company that they think, let's just go and buy it because we love Tesla and we want to be a piece of history and all this kind of crap. And then as soon as it's ridden that high, let's just dump the stock because then we, we, we can just pull all that liquidity out and and actually all the all the smaller time investors suffer so i think buying that company based on sentiment is a terrible idea but buying it based on like a real kind of actually taking riding this wave and taking the cash out right at the right time but we don't know when that time will be it could be now it could be a thousand dollars a share but i don't think that's enough i think these investors have recognized they like a bit like bitcoin that this is a uh Thing that everyone's really addicted to or really want to do really well so i reckon it could yeah, be so still a really good buy and maybe um, when it gets to about two and a half thousand to five thousand a share actually getting rid of it it could actually really be potentially a good buy because these institution investors are very clever and they're making it like a real romantic story about being a tesla owner of shares and stuff like that and so all these retail investors are just dumping money behind it and this is where the liquidity is coming from this is where the so where a lot of people can make a lot of money from this, I reckon. So. No, but I think you're right. Like it, buying something purely on sentiment doesn't make any sense. Um, but no. there, there are some articles now, like Jeffries um, are saying that they can, they might expect uh, Tesla to reach fourteen hundred by this time next year, if there are certain breakthroughs in battery technology and because they're kind of uh, widening the gap on their uh, competition. If you're buying it for that reason, it makes sense. If you're buying it just because it seems like it's just going to continue to rise, it doesn't make sense. Right. Mm, no. If you're buying um, Tesla purely on sentiment, as you say, it doesn't make any sense. But then if you're yeah. looking at Tesla because like, you feel like the battery power is going to be, you know, breakthrough into new strides next year, or if, uh, yeah. if you think it's the company's just widening gap on competitors then yes it, it does so but but i as i think you might not have caught this because uh, the reception was a bit bad but the what i was saying was the institutional investors like the big hedge funds know mm. are, are, cap, are capitalizing on the sentiment as they did with bitcoin as they know people are going to pump money behind it so what they're trying to do yeah. with like bitcoin is get the price to 20 grand because no one thought bitcoin would get that far and just yeah. like tesla get that price to 10 grand and then sell it and it's yeah, almost like sell. a yeah. and, and then t- take all the liquidity from all the uh, retail investors out and that goes up to all the big banks and everything. And I think that's real possibility that that's what's going on right now. So it actually might be a really good buy. I don't know, but I, I, yeah. I'm tempted. <laughs> There's a new price target of $1,200 on that. So even if you bought it now, you can make 20% if it reaches its price target. And then However, 
it did go to $323 in March after the find after the crash so the downside could be yeah. catastrophic uh, i don't know if it's yeah, worth risking that once it goes starts going down it would just hugely go it would just um, man imagine we i know we're hind, we're hindsight traders but imagine we bought at that moment <laughs> we would have had 300 to 320 300 i don't think that'll ever happen again actually but that's crazy yeah. that's $350 a share and then bought that. Oh, that would have been amazing. But I mean, like we say, it's something that we need to really be careful because it is a dangerous stock to be a part of and it, it just fluctuates like crazy. And people are using it, especially these experienced traders, to manipulate, not manipulate, but get as much liquidity out of it as possible because yeah. the volatility is just massive. So yeah. So yeah, so we need to keep an eye on for next week uh, or next uh, in two weeks' time, the airline stocks, see what they're doing. That's our short-term prediction. Uh, our long-term prediction yeah, is... EasyJet uh, earnings being the one of the key ones Yeah. to look out for. Uh, our long-term earning, uh, prediction is the uh, second wave and, uh, and also, yeah, uh, a realisation in two, three quarters' time that... Thing, the impact has been too bad and we actually might see a mini crash in fact possibly a catastrophic cat crash potentially so mm-hmm. it could it could have where and i think that can only happen if confidence in the market really does die, dip and i think that could that could be around the corner to be fair so we don't really know yeah yeah definitely all right i think that's it yeah from us today yeah thanks for listening to us hopefully you picked up some interesting stuff and uh see you again in two weeks time